You are listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Courtney Anderson, former Raider tight end, is kind enough to join us. Courtney, once a Raider, always a Raider. Really appreciate you on a Friday before the Bills game. How you been? I'm doing well, JT. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Great to talk to you again. And I want to go back to your history. Before we get you coming in as a Raider rookie, your journey is really unique to me from Richmond through San Jose State and growing up with the backdrop of the Raiders in Oakland. Talk about being a young kid and what it was like when you figured out that you could play football in college and on the next level. Uh, well, growing up in the Bay Area, I was a diehard Raider fan, man. I mean, all the all of the – you know, Tim Brown, uh, Rich Gannon, all the guys that have been there, you know, in the history of the Raiders, I was just a big fan. I mean, literally, passionate fan. We'll fight you over the Raiders if we lose. If we if we lose a game, I'm having a bad day. So having that, uh, you know, growing up, was, was uh, it was very intense. You know, my brother was a 49er fan, so I just wanted to go against him at every time. I, I, it, it, pretty much in everything. We competed in everything. So uh, uh, once I kind of got older and started playing ball, I didn't really realize, or even wanted to, you know, make pro or anything like that. I was just playing for the love of the game, just playing to be out there with my friends. And kind of once I got to college and realized it was a, it was pretty much a opportunity to get, get drafted into the NFL. It became realistic to me that I could play. And once I got drafted to the Raiders, it was like winning a lotto. He was running up and down the street. Uh, <laughs> you would think I won a million dollars, you know, as far as the cash lottery. Uh, we were just so excited. And my time there was just very, very special to me. It's near and dear, especially yep. growing up in the Bay Area. Yeah, I think a big part of your story, too, is if you can talk about the Richmond Oilers playing for Coach Carter. I mean, your size and strength, 6'6", and your ability to leap in basketball. I always I always ask this to athletes. The decision to play multiple sports as a kid, you had a lot of opportunity in front of you before you decided to specialize in football. Yeah, I think all the, I think basketball and football and pretty much in baseball, they all complement each other in different ways. I know basketball complemented football a lot. Just being agile, being able to jump, and being athletic. And football taught playing football teaches you to be a little tougher on the basketball on the basketball court, and and just brings everything together. So once I kind of settled into being a tight end, I always took my basketball skills, positioning. You know, like it's like boxing out for a rebound, grabbing the ball at the highest point is like grabbing a rebound as well. So um, they complement each other very well, and. Uh, Playing basketball at a young age really, really prepared me to play football, and they just complement each other. And I, um, I recommend all kids just play multiple sports because you just never know. Sometimes you kick, sometimes you get kind of burnt out a little bit early. And I was just happy to have balance. I ran track, I played football, basketball as well. So I was able to settle in later on in life and not be so honed in on one sport early to where it was like make a break. It was, I was just playing to play, and then once I kind of settled in, it, it, I. I I just grew into the position, and it was what it was from there. Former tight end Courtney Anderson joins us from the Silver and Black. And from San Jose State, you come in in the 2004 draft in the seventh round, the 245th pick. You had a lot to prove. You make the roster, and you play early. You play in a couple of big games. What was that transition like for you getting in games as a rookie? Yeah, it was it was exciting, man. I mean, like I say, two pick two forty five. They gave me number forty nine. You know, as far as when I first got there, you know, number forty nine normally doesn't really hang around a lot, and and rightfully so. I was a seven round pick. That was just a, I would say, quote unquote, throwaway pick. You know, they, I'm sure they saw something in me, but you know, they you got to go earn it. I had a bunch of great guys in front of me. They had Tao Johnson was there, Doug Jolly was there, 
Roland Martin, uh, Randall, Roland Martin was there as well, you know, from previous years. And so I was just put my head down, came in there, worked hard, uh, was, uh, was trying to be on was on time, just worked my butt off, uh, learned the plays, and just go out there and perform. Uh, I remember being in my first preseason game against the 49ers. I, pretty, I had a pretty big catch up and down the sideline. I think that kind of let the coaches knock a play a little bit. And so just giving an opportunity to get some balls my way and, and making it happen once it came my way was that's, that's how the game goes. That's how the NFL, that's how pro sports work. When you get opportunity, seize it and run with it. So cool. that was that. Courtney Anderson is our guest, former tight end, and your name came up the other day. I was talking to one of the people around the facility about your size and Darren Waller now and what you've seen from Darren Waller. Uh, he didn't have a big game at New England, but he exploded on Monday night football with those 12 receptions and a touchdown. You knew he was coming because he came onto the scene last year. Can you talk about how important his role is with this organization? Because he was just slowed down a bit, but they need him to pop back up and have a big game as Buffalo's in town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an exceptional player. Um, he, I, I used to wear number 83, so I just get yeah. to see that number 83 out there running around making plays. Uh, he's making way more plays than I did, JT. I won't lie to you, but <laughs> he's just continuing the, the Raider line of traditional tight ends we have from Todd Christensen to, to Dave Casper to Ricky Daly to all the guys that came before him. And based off our, uh, based off the, uh, our skill position needs and sets that we have, uh, he's going to be an integral part of the offense moving forward. And we could see his big playability. They had a double team on it. The Saints tried everything, and he still was able to make big plays. And they're going to need everything he has moving forward uh, this, this year, all year long, just based off our guys getting hurt and things of that nature. So um, this is good to see that 83 running around making some plays. And, um, and we definitely need him as a Raider fans and as a Raider fan in general of him and of the game, just have him out there making big plays. Courtney, you have deep roots in the Bay Area, especially around Oakland. Now the Raiders have their own stadium. And I know there's a lot of fans still in the Bay Area that wish the Raiders didn't move, but as they moved and now they have their own stadium, they can now call home as you wait to get inside of it. How did it look to you on Monday Night Football, and what do you think about the Raiders having something they can call their own and they don't have to share anymore? Yeah, I mean, the Raiders' history. I mean, Al Davis, uh, rest in peace, he's always been a, a Raider, so to speak, quote-unquote, doing his own thing. And it was nothing like having his own, your own stadium, not sharing at the Coliseum in Oakland, not sharing at the Coliseum in L.A., you know, with the Rams and Dodgers and USC. Just having your own building, your own your own brand in Las Vegas is, uh, man, it's exceptional. I'm, I'm excited for the organization. I know uh, I'm, I'm, I played in Oakland, so I, I wanted them to stay but I also understand business, how it works. And so I'm excited. The stadium looks amazing. I can't wait to get in there and, you know, get my eyes on there firsthand and see and take it all in. But I'm definitely excited that Las Vegas get an opportunity to have a great organization, not just some, you know, uh, franchise, some some some, uh, some team that just kind of came out of nowhere. It's the Raiders with 60 years of tradition, 60 years of, of winning, 60 years of just uh, competing at a high level and always being relevant, uh, whether it's just from – from uh, just on the, on the field and off the field, you know, staying in the public's eye, the silver and black has always been a traditional staple from uh, from all around the world. You know, everybody knows silver and black. And so for Vegas to have them in their community, uh, you know, giving back to the community the way the Rangers do, and also valuing their alumni, Vegas, though, they, they, mm-hmm. have a, they have a jewel in their hands. And so hopefully everything just works out and we win multiple championships down there. Excellent. Courtney, finally, tell us what you're doing now in your life and what it, what it means to you to be a Raider. I'm doing now. I'm a firefighter in the city of Melpitas. Uh, wow. I've been there for eight, eight and a half years now. 
Um, I'm, I'm doing that. I also coach my son, my son's basketball teams. I, I'm also training them and things like that. Uh, um, I have an older son. He's in college to middle high school kids, and, and obviously he's a sophomore, junior, junior, a, a seventh grader, and an eight-year-old daughter is three years old. So just raising the kids, taking care of the family, uh, being a firefighter, trying to stay safe out here in these wildland fires we have going on in California. Um, and just uh, being a Raider to me just means a lot, man, tradition. Uh, commitment to excellence, uh, the just win, baby, all the mantras that we had, the autumn wins from back in the day, and just having a tradition move forward. Uh, this really gave me a sense of pride playing for the organization. They still value me, even though I'm not a, a Hall of Famer. They, I think they just treat me like I'm a Hall of Famer, and I always respect that. I always uh, admire that. I'm always grateful for my time there, and I'm super humble because I know pro sports is tough, and they, they took a chance on me, and I always appreciate that. Well, I'm humbled talking to you, and I have to follow up on the wildfires in California and the firefighters who I try as much as I can to always, always give them a shout-out as they put their lives in harm's way. What is that like when you see the smoke in the air? You know that your brothers and sisters, the other firefighters, have to go attack these wildfires that seem to be coming one after another. It's an alarming time, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely alarming. We, we, we're trying our best to be safe and uh... Um, just to do the best we can. These these fires are massive. Uh, they they 300 acres, 400 acres, and our guys, my brothers and sisters out there on the front line. Uh, we sent out multiple strike teams to from my CDMLP just out to multiple fires up and down the up and down the state. Uh, this whole pretty much this whole fire season. So um, just we all humble. We all we all know this is this our calling. It's what we signed up to do. But it's also a level of um. The level of uh, uncertainty out there because you know bad things can happen on those fires. Bad things have happened, and so we're just trying to do our best to do our part to um, to do our job. What we signed up to do, and this is always a humbling experience to get told thank you for your service and things like that. So, just anybody listening, just always be you know be appreciative of the other fellow fellow firefighters out there risking their lives and putting it all out there on the line because. You know, things, you know, our, our job is to come home the next day, JT. That, that's our mantra, just make it home the next day and um, being able to kiss your family when you make it home. So that's our goal. Really enjoyed our conversation, Courtney. I look forward to seeing you in Vegas when it opens up and we can get you to the stadium. Have a great weekend, and let's do it again. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, thanks, JT. I appreciate it. Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Touchdown, Las Vegas. Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians. But we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com.